Welcome, welcome, welcome to a new episode of Nowhere's Bar Podcast. This is your host, Mo, joined by my man, Chris Mack. Yeah. ATL, man, how is everything with you, bro? Hey, man, everything is good, man. I cannot complain whatsoever. Um, Had a good Christmas with the missus. Just chilled, ate food, watched a lot of good movies. I played a lot of Red Dead Redemption, too. It's like my first time playing the game. Mm-hmm. So I'm just enamored by it all. Um, and it's unbelievable how long this game is. Uh, because I've been yeah, playing it for is. almost a month and a half now, and I still haven't finished the story. Yeah. Yeah, no. I remember when I was deep in playing with that game, when uh, when it came out. Um, uh, yeah, that thing, that story is long as hell, man. Like, I, I don't think I'd ever, like, really finish the whole story at all. And then, you know, then I did the the online, you know, the Red Dead Redemption online uh, thing and, we, you know, a few friends and stuff. And that was nice at the time for what it was. But um, I don't know. It's like it was just one of those things. I guess it just got kind of tiresome. I guess the, the, there was a lot of limitations in their online uh, capabilities, I guess, because, you know, everybody was expecting it to match the, the, the how how you know grand theft auto 5 how their online stuff is so the expectations was always i always felt like they wasn't going to meet that but well overall you, you though know, i love the game though i did love it though yeah, when i played it's a great game but you know the reason why it wasn't like that because they took all of that all the resources that they were going to put into red dead redemption online and the dlc to grand theft auto 6 <laughs> Yeah, it, it, yeah, this is where we at now, man. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm playing this. I'm like, wait a minute. If they did took stop all of their production for like Red Dead DLC for Grand Theft Auto Six, I could only imagine how long that game's going to be. No, oh, oh <laughs> I you know I, I joke with one of my friends about that uh, with GTA Six is like, you know, I need to get a, <laughs> I need to get an external hard drive. Like, really, that game is going to take up. Oh yeah. A whole hard drive in itself, like you're yeah, gonna yeah. Need, need like, like two externals. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> the that game is just massive. I can't even, I can't even fathom, man. And that's something obviously we'll wind up inevitably discussing, you know, year year out and stuff like that. But uh, but no, the anticipation for that 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 game, um, it, it was very high, and um, there was a lot of anticipation for. Uh, the Christmas games to um, NBA man. Oh yeah, you know the an- the annual tradition, man. Annual tradition. Of hey, watching what, you think, the what you think about the the, the slate of games <laughs> this year compared to years past? They wasn't bad. It I think the games were timed nicely as far as as interest. I mean, the first three games really I felt were the games that people were going to wind up wanting to see the most. Yeah, um, those matchups. You know, you always having. You know, it's almost kind of like how it is with the Detroit Lions in the NFL having the Knicks being on Christmas Day game, uh, regardless of where they're at in the standings. 
Um, but I mean, but in this case, they, you know, they've been playing fairly good this season. Um, but you know, going against Milwaukee, it's Milwaukee. And, um, I didn't, they, the result, I'm not surprised with it, honestly, uh, with the Knicks, um, given that they sometimes tend to, uh, surprise people. Um, oh, and, my, and my, my father was nonchalant with it, though. He let's, was, let's not forget that they also played the Bucks two days prior to this. They did. I, I, that's why I had an issue with the scheduling for the bat and a game, more so than anything. Uh-huh. Because not only that, you know, this is the second time in three days they played each other, which did give an advantage for the Knicks to end up winning that one. Jalen Brunson scoring 38, and then he, after, you know, scoring 36 against him, not too long ago, I mean, wow, like, that that man's tremendous, bro. Uh, they really yeah. they, they have they, they the Knicks finally have something with that. But why <laughs> do you feel like I'm saw the Bucks versus the Knicks as the matinee Christmas game every year? It feel like this has been the third time in like five, six years they played each other. Maybe like I that? mean, uh, I mean, the only reason that they would because they always got to have they got to have the mark the, the, their home market. Which I have, have no, I have no problem with the Knicks getting that matinee game. It's their opponents that I'm like, uh, oh, like the Bucks again. Uh, <laughs> it's first. almost because of the fact that you know the other teams that probably a lot of people would see. I don't know. It's like maybe they the NBA they put themselves into a a predicament where you know they kind of had to like they gotta showcase Giannis. You know, I mean, yeah, I, I, you I know, no so it's almost that. like they just they just. But that's the, their rationale. Probably is like, well, all the other matchups. There's a story with it, and well, there's no room for another team to for the Milwaukee Bucks to have some type of a story because the teams that they would have a story with, they're already playing the other games. So it was almost like they just had to throw them on it. Like, well, you know, if it if it they got to put a team on it that they need showcasing, put them against the Knicks during the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. not, I mean, you know, <laughs> they could, they could, they could have. I mean, I mean, I could understand the Grizzlies not getting a spot because of Josh suspension. Yeah, it would be yeah. cool to see the Wolves there, man, and what Ant Williams is doing, uh, Anthony Edwards is doing, and with Carl yeah. Anthony Towns, you know, being be nice. being from the area, you know, getting that shine, you know, to play in front of his family at MSG. I thought that that would have been a, a nice little touch. Could have um, been, could have yeah. been, but you know. Like I said, the NBA, however they want to decide to, you know. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. yeah they're, that's it's, their own but thing. But we, we know it's always going to be Knicks, Celtics, and Lakers in there. It's so, the Warriors, too, at this moment. Yeah. Um, in, yeah. In, that, in that mix. But, you know, damn, I, I, I would like to see, you know, you know, maybe, you know, more. Of course, we had Memphis the, other, the past year against Golden State. I do remember that game. But yeah, see, you know, see what Minnesota could do. They probably would get a shot next season. Um, and Oklahoma City, you know, just to showcase them just a little bit. Uh yeah. because they, I mean they're they they've been on a tear. But you know, but I mean our usual markets, yeah, you keep them. But I mean you 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 let the the, the young teams get thrown into the fire against them. You know what I mean? Uh just yeah. to see yeah. you know, how they all operate against, you know, against you know what I mean, well. I mean, LeBron right now, he is still, you know, playing at a high level, you know, but mm-hmm. that, you know, that that Lakers team, I don't know. They, they have some trouble with Boston, um, but they still fight. They always fight. That's why I, yeah. never, that's why I never count the Lakers out fully because they will just <laughs> keep coming. They'll keep coming. They don't give up that easily. 
You know, no, they, they no. might get their doors blown off early, but they'll just <laughs> fight back. But they don't have enough to really do anything long term. Which, yeah. you know, that's why LeBron, after the game, you know, he said that, you know, it's not enough right now. They're not at the level of the Miamis, the Bostons, the Denvers, you know, right now to really be considered, you know, a championship contender. And, um, yeah, you, you know, it's another year, another trade deadline. Yep, yep, and, yep. That's the know, bad and, signal. And I, don't, I don't know what you get, and I don't know what you give because they, you know – if you're trading defense, I mean trading defense for offense, it's going to make them worse. Especially yeah, if Anthony yeah, Davis yeah. goes down, you know. It, if the you know at his when he's at his best, he's the one that's he really is, taking yes. his team to the next level. LeBron's going to do his thing, you know. But we've seen what LeBron is well, against a team that doesn't have shit when he's doing his thing. You know, he, <laughs> he's for Anthony Davis to uh, be at his best. On both ends of the floor, you know, That's in order it. for them to really have a chance against you know the top guys, but they don't I have agree. enough offense. No, outside of no, those no, two. not at all. And no. you know, and the ones that are there, they're not good defensively. <laughs> right, you know? right. Yeah, that's it's. That's the unfortunate thing for them. Yeah. But the Lakers, I mean, listen, man, it, it, it's. Uh, they they're hard to. It's just like you like you said, you don't count them out. Um, but they're just so difficult to just figure out, man. At, at time, they they really are. Yeah. It's just, because it's almost like it's two extremes. It's like when they're good, it's like they're they're playing great basketball. But when they're not, like when they're bad, they're garbage, man. Like it's yeah, it's terrible. Uh, it, like I thought for a second, man. Like even that game against Boston, I thought. It was even crazier that the game was that close going into halftime because, like, oh, like they were missing, like, Lakers was missing a ton of shots, especially from, from beyond the arc, man. They, they just was just bricking a lot. You know, you had a couple of threes, you know, that, that got in, you know, you like one from like LeBron. Um, but dang, man, like, they, they just, it's just, I thought Boston was. Like I, I felt Boston was going to win that game because I just the Lakers. Uh, you just can't trust them outside the in season yeah. tournament. <laughs> no, you can't. They, they've been struggled. They struggled uh, mightily since they won yeah. that uh, in season. Yeah, game. and you yeah. know, I, I, I don't want it to become like the the reputation. You know, going forward, that if you are in the finals of the in season tournament, you're just going to fall off a cliff because both the Pacers <laughs> and the right. Lakers have had their struggles since um since that game, and you know the uh, while I see that the Lakers have stayed in games, right? You know, their their wins haven't been that noticeable. I mean they 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 had one strong win against Oklahoma yeah. City, but that's LeBron had to go nuclear for them. Yeah, that. that's right. And you know, but the other one was San Antonio, which they barely beat in the first time around, and then they got yeah. knocked off. The second time, uh, so again, they're, they're they're a strange team. You know, it's like I don't, Very. I don't really doubt that they're not going to make, like they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, you know, but I don't really see them doing anything outside of maybe probably another Western Conference final berth, if that. But if they come across a Denver early, or 
maybe really just, I would say Denver's tough. Uh, mm-hmm. We got, you know, Phoenix is terrible, and we're going to get to them in a bit. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Memphis, um, Memphis, and you know, and Golden State might have to go into a battle. But you know, I still, it's so for some reason outside of Denver, I can't really see anyone else really taking it to them, except for the Lakers. You know, and but I don't see the Lakers winning anything. <laughs> Yeah, that's what you know? I'm saying. That's that's what I'm saying. Like I, 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 they can't. They're so consistently inconsistent. That's what that's what they are. Like, they're I, like weird I say, team. Like, they are. They're very very weird. Uh, but you can't in the West. You can't really count. You can't count the them West, out at all. I mean, Minnesota. I think Minnesota would would run them over though, and maybe Oklahoma City too in the seven game series. Oklahoma City, yeah. You yeah, know, but I mean, because LeBron can't put up 40 in a series like that. I mean, hey, I say that now, but, you know, you never know. But I'm like, you're really testing his physical limits. <laughs> yeah. Trying to do that for a whole playoff series while he's pushing 40 years old, you know? Uh, and <sighs> I, mean, I mean, I'm like, Nah, it's, it's just amazing just seeing the things they can do, but I'm like, I just wonder because the human body can only take so much. Yeah, no, exactly, man. That's that's why you know we were saying a couple of episodes ago, man, uh, with cheats, man. It's like, like I understand he's been beating father, you know, father time, but uh, there's just going to be a moment where he father time going to wind up winning. That mm-hmm. it's that's that's just just how it is. And it, it's Le- LeBron is just prolonging the in- inevitable. Um, yeah. But granted, like we selfishly as you know basketball fans, like you know we we don't want that to be anytime soon. Yeah. You know, you know obviously, you know, but it, it's it's just the reality. Um, just 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 how how it is, just the normal wear and tear uh, of somebody, even of the stature of a LeBron James. How how much it takes on a man, like even the the, the game on it. On Christmas, man, like I, there were people that were fearing a bit when he had ran into Jalen Brown, and like, bro, like it, it, he was holding his knee, and I know people immediately in L.A., man, a lot of everywhere, man, they yeah. were just like when he was holding his knee, like, oh no, 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 a lot of not an ACL or anything like that, man, like, bro, because it's like Brian for whatever reason he always gets injured now on Christmas games. I remember that Golden State game. Yeah, where, uh, he got injured. Yeah, yeah. We went, the season just down, fell apart. When he went that, down that year, I was like, "Damn, this might be it for him, for real." Yeah, right. You don't go down like this, right? Exactly. I mean, it, it, in some ways, it kind of felt like it was the beginning of the end for him because he was getting hurt a lot since that moment. And he did, did he? You know, the, the Solomon Hill injury. Um, and what during the, what was it? The pan, it wasn't, it was the 2021 season. Yeah. You know, when they were well on their way of trying to make the playoffs and then he gets hurt and they, their season just fell apart. Um, yeah, but ever since then, he's been relatively healthy. I mean, oh, oh and <laughs> damaging his foot after breaking the record <laughs> last season, um, uh, you know, so he has an injury per season that takes him out for a prolonged amount of time. Uh-huh. And you're, you're just wondering, what's it going to be this year? Yeah. When is it going to happen? 
because as we get deeper into the season, it's going to be bad if he gets hurt anytime, you know, Man. prior or after the deadline. And he's no. going to miss, what, 15 games. And that that, that will tank them no, considerably. It's... And you know they're not trying to be in the play-in again. No, no, they don't. They don't want to do that. I mean, I think currently they are in one, but it, they don't want that. They that that's the last thing they want to be on dealing with that man. Like they need to go whatever route possible equates up to the least amount of games or wear and tear uh, that's going to be needed um, out of out of LeBron and and, and those guys. I, and and honestly, man, like that's and you could say that's the case for you know all all these top teams in the, in the NBA, man. You know they they it's you know that's why there was that whole thing this you know when when the adam silver made that change with you know uh players taking you know they don't want to play that game or whatever excuse that they have some fake injuries or a maintenance day whatever it is you know for these players like he he wants he wants the superstars to be playing every game but you know when you got the superstars when they're getting up there in age you know like even the Kevin Durant's, you know, no, he's another one, you know, that's been injury prone the past few seasons, and yeah, it, you know, and then you, you see and, how but, that's turning out with Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Phoenix, it's ooh. no fault to his own this time around. No, no. <laughs> even though he's claiming he wants to leave again or something like that, like give me a break, like, <laughs> like, dude, like it's like between him and James Harden, man, like. Like what the hell is with this? Like when things don't go right, you just request a trade. Like is this this is what we doing? <laughs> is, I, I, this- I don't even think it's more or less him requesting a trade this time around. He's just frustrated that you know this team. I mean, uh, Matty B, but Sheba, what was his name? The new owner of the, of the Suns. Yeah, I mean, he sacrificed a lot of draft capital and depth. To bring in Kevin Durant and Bradley Bill, yeah, you know, and this team was going to be built around those three, getting them over the hump, you know, and a bunch of guys that were just rounding out the with their fat minimum contracts just to complement those three. They only played what fifteen minutes of basketball together, uh, and Bill, you know, the first time when they all started at once, Bill only lasted five minutes. Hey, he's just struggling with a bad back. He ended up injuring his ankle this time around. And I'm like, he's not going to play 50 games this season. This sounds familiar. Yeah, this is like me, Wizards fan here, who watched Bradley Beal the last three seasons. When he gets hurt, he's done. And granted, sometimes I feel like one of those seasons, they shut him down prematurely because there was just nothing to play for. But... Yeah, well, he gets hurt. He's out for a long time. And the fact that he has now a bad back in his, I mean, his early 30s, like he's just turned 30. And and he's still, and now he's having ankle issues. I'm like, yeah, this is not going to be good. And all all three players, you know, like you said, all three of them have, have some proneness to getting hurt in the middle of the season. And I, I know that. When Bill gets back, Book's probably going to be out. And if, yeah. you know, if Book's back, KD's probably going to be out for a week or two. Right. Which, you know, which, yeah, that does bring a lot of frustration that these guys, they can't really do anything 
you know, if if they're all hurt for a prolonged amount of time, they can't have that that camaraderie and that chemistry together if they're not playing enough. And as a result, they're under 500 now because Luka Doncic destroyed Kevin Durant and Devin Booker in scoring by himself. <laughs> yeah, you know, 50 points, 15 oh assists. He didn't even need Kyrie Irving for this. They steamrolled Phoenix, you know, and – you know, it's just rough watching them play, and it, it, it's a disaster. I mean, you could say I, I feel like, in a way, it feels like a disaster, but there's still a lot of season to go, as well. But the, there you know, is, there is, but but, but you know, something's got to happen in the deadline now. You know, of course, the, of course. And uh, I and I think that you know, is it won't be Durant that's going. It's probably going to be Devin Booker because he's the next person of value. And you know, for a time he has has considered wanting to leave Phoenix anyway. So it, it will be an easy route to move him while keeping Durant because you put a lot of stock in getting Kevin Durant. I mean, they traded almost their entire team to get him. And now Nurkic, you know, you know, Nurkic is not all that great either. I mean, he's gonna be a defensive liability when it's come playoff time. So now you gotta find a way to get some reinforcement as a backup center. So uh, I mean, it's I, I, I don't, don't know, man. This I is, don't this know is, about that. This is crazy because you know, you know, they try to get ahead of that second apron tax. Yeah, uh, and now they're caught in this situation where teams, the teams that are going to trade for a player like Booker or a player like Kevin Durant, become slimmer now. Yeah. You know, yeah. because, you know, they, there, there's only so much that they were able to give up without putting themselves in that tax apron. Every year, man. It's it's an every year thing. I mean, seriously, it's it's a revolving door of sometimes the same players. If it's not James Harden, it's Kevin Durant. If it's not, not Kevin, Kevin Durant, Durant, it's Kyrie Irving. It's, it's, it's Kyrie Irving, which is the irony in this is that, like, that's what I'm saying. This sounds awfully familiar. And Phoenix is like, Kevin Durant was injury prone. Harden like was injury prone. Uh, Kyrie was was in and out injury and all other stuff. Um, it, it just was never they could never be on the same pace. Then once Ben Simmons got traded to the Nets, <laughs> it's like like he, he's either he's in and Durant is not playing or. Somebody else, and it's just like, and he, what's, he's, what's he's going hurt. on? He, he got right. a pinch nerve in his back again. Exactly. So, man, it's just, it just seems every year it's just always something, something of this nature, it, and it's, it's gets old, man. That the act gets old, and I, uh, I don't know what's next. I don't know what's next for that. I don't know what's going to wind up happening with trade deadline, um, for the NBA. I, it's. It's too much to, too much to even try to fathom at this point. You know, we could talk about all this stuff about the Lakers and stuff right now, but you know, honestly, man, like it could be completely, totally irrelevant uh, a month from now, man. <laughs> so uh, we just never know, and you know how we are. You know how our, our little curse that we, yeah. Have. You know, so <laughs> by the time y'all listen to this, something big and major could have happened in the NBA for all we know. Uh, but yeah, it, man. It's, 
Uh, who knows, man? There's just I mean, too, I, I too mean there's the, there has there now. been a lot of post Christmas trades that happen? I don't know. You know, are trades that happen within the Christmas or Christmas time? Because I mean, like that, that would be nuts. But uh, but I'll tell you what, history still being made, and we can talk about it right now. Because with seven seconds to go, the Detroit Pistons, the 2023-2024 Detroit Pistons will be the longest reigning losers of all time. That's sad, man. They're about to lose. They're, That's I mean, they're sad. down by six, but you know the, the Nets are about to close this game here. Oh, Mikel oh Bridges, he broke the free throw. Wait a minute. Uh-oh. Wait, wait, something might happen here. Hold on. That's that's just sad, man. Yeah, it's sad. Oh, I mean, man. Kevin Knox had the towel around. Said, K Cunningham no. put up 40 points, by the way. He had a 40 no. ball. And it's oh, still wrong. No. <laughs> oh, man. I feel for all my my brothers, my, my, my aunts and my cousins that live in Detroit. My uncles, I'm sorry. You know, for my boys, you know, that I went to school with. In college, you know, I know that also Detroit fans, Pistons fans. I'm sorry, man. I I, I hate that y'all have to go through this. Oh you know, gosh. this 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 shouldn't be. This should have been like this, man. This shouldn't have been like this. Hey, listen, this motherfucker man. Monty Williams just chilling on the bench, just <laughs> <laughs> just waving by, just just eating, stealing this checks. Is, He's stealing checks, ridiculous. guys. I'm telling you, he did not want to be there with the Pistons. He did not oh want that job. God. Did oh, I want to coach there God. at all? They paid oh, that God. you gotta blame that front office for paying him all that money. <laughs> right. To be there to coach. And he's not even coaching. <laughs> <laughs> he's not coaching at oh, all. Oh my gosh. He's bitching Ivy, who needs the minutes, who needs that production, who needs that development. And he's bitching him for fucking Killian Hayes. Oh my lord. Not like, Killian Hayes. Killian Hayes. Jaden Ivey should be playing here with Kay Cunningham. He should be getting the time to develop. You know, we should know exactly what Kate has with this team before you start moving pieces. Right. And right now, I don't know how to properly evaluate this team because they fucking suck. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Ah, this is... (sighs) Oh man, I don't it's, know, it's man. Painful. I I feel I feel for all my fellow um my, my piston friends. Um, man, uh, I, I can't even go I, back I, to right now. I feel I feel it's... sorry for them, man. I really do. And this is coming from a Bulls fan, obviously, and you know how we feel about y'all. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. so I mean, I mean it, it, it's yeah. Even for me to say that, like, nah, I feel sorry for them, man. Like this this ain't right. Yeah, it's it's this it's ain't right, fun, man. man. Like like this like, ain't right, man. It's well, at least Detroit has the Lions going well for them, and and I guess to a certain man. and to a certain extent the Red Wings. So you know they, you know Detroit, all hope is not lost, man. But you know, man, I don't even know if they deserve the first pick of the draft, man. It's that bad. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know I mean, could they still? This still could be the chance that they don't get that fir- first pick, right? Because the way how they uh, changed the rules. Yeah, up. yeah, uh, yeah. They, yeah, they, they don't. Yeah, they, there's a chance that uh, San Antonio <laughs> can still get it, <laughs> or better yet, us. Nice. Oh yeah, <laughs> true, very true. So, ah <laughs> oh, man, that's a disaster. Oh, I feel for some. I feel for. Oh them. man, twenty seven straight, man. I, I I gotta hit up my dog, man. I'm so sorry. <laughs> 
27 oh. straight, man. Sounds like free a free Jay Cunningham, free Jaden Ivy, man. That's that's a perfect game in baseball, man. 27 up, 27 down. Man, that's a perfect game. <laughs> Dag. Oh, man. Dag. Ah, oh, man. Oh, I'm sorry, Pistons fans. Like, this is this is just not right. Oh, man. But, hey, listen. Like, again, I said, the, the, you know, the Lions, they're doing all right. You know, NFL, you know. Um, I, I know there was a few games that went on the past few days. I don't want to talk about mine because, like, well, you know, it's – it's the Giants that they I knew that they wasn't gonna do well against the Eagles. Um, but man, how about those Ravens? Listen, before the season started, you know, and I remember all of that stuff that they said, all the media, the the former players, quarterbacks, whatever, um, you know, all that shit they talked about Lamar Jackson and teams, including that that the, yeah, the man. Infamous, infamous tweet from the Falcons. Yeah, saying yeah. that <laughs> they yeah. have no interest. Right, 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 exactly. You know, so uh, that's... <laughs> it, it, look at him, man. He got... Uh, that's, one the, that's amazing. One of the best offenses in the league. Yes. And he's he's putting up ultra numbers. And, you know, all these guys are, like, getting praise over him, like Brock Purdy. I'm like, nigga, yeah, I didn't even no. know Brock Purdy until last night. And he's getting uh, cooked. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Lamar, Lamar's, Lamar's been. Lamar's been doing it, man. And he's been doing it, man. Like, I don't want to hear shit. You know, but you know they're gonna probably find a way to discredit him. You know, if they get bounced in the playoffs, like they always do. That's how they normally do it. But he's shown that he's here. He's here to stay for a long time, man. Oh yeah. You know, and I think I think Baltimore they're gonna they're gonna be ruling they're gonna be ruling the the AFC hey. North for at least the next couple of years. Yeah, man. I listen. I. I got them pegged in as far as the the AFC uh, representatives. They, 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 the they take the whole they take the whole conference. Okay, I, I believe so. I mean, yeah, I I'm, so, looking, I'm looking at this conference because right now. because Chiefs, by Chiefs, watching Chiefs, that Chiefs mid, the Chiefs, Chiefs yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You know, the Dolphins. I mean, you know, they they, they, they I know always, they're a sleeper team. They, they're a sleeper team, but you know, they have Tua as their quarterback. My dad doesn't like Tua, so he doesn't <laughs> believe in him. So he knows that they're only going to get so far, uh, uh-huh. but you know, and, you know, it comes down, to, it comes down to good quarterback, and, and when it comes to the playoffs, so that's it. Uh, it, you know, no, fuck the AFC South. No one, you can't believe anybody from that, team, you know, that conference. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, I can yeah, see Baltimore winning. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm serious, man. I'm serious. But, uh, I, but, hey, the, the, I mean, the Broncos, you know, they, you know, they had a nice little hot run. And then they got destroyed that one game last week. Right. And, you know, yeah. well, went back down to reality. So you don't have to worry about them. No. So, yeah. <laughs> Not at all, man. Like, it's uh, – like I said, I'm I'm just – like I said, the the past two games – I mean, two days, I've just been thinking about all of this, you know, the, the, the coverage, like I said, with Lamar getting and all the praises that he's getting from all these people and media pundits. And it's just – like I said, to me, just – I, it's just comical to me because, like, like I said, these yeah. are the same guys that were talking all this. They shit. Were, they man. were talking dirt on him for so long. Right, 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 man. And that's why, like me, I'm like, nah, I don't like that because, like, I'm like, dude, like this dude is incredible, man. Like, how y'all gonna shit on this dude doing some? 
I mean, I know we like to use Michael Vick as kind of, you know, as, you know. Get the benchmark. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but, you know, but it, it, for us, I mean, it's, it, it's something similar. I mean, it's obviously not exactly Michael Vick, but it's just, but he has that same energy. Yes. You know, it's like, it's like with John, in a way it's like with John Morant and, and Allen Iverson, you know, he folks, a type of spirit that it's just magnetic and you, you know, you can't look away from it. It attracts you. And no, that, yeah. I mean, that's, that's how it is. They're, they're two different personalities for sure, but they have right. that. It's, they have that DNA. You can't, you yeah, can't man. explain it. Yeah. They just got that, that, that just that level of entertaining entertainment that they provide in the way they play, man. It's just a lot of pizzazz, but it's like, it just is breathtaking because just when you think the play has ended and done, somehow, some way, they find a way to extend the play and, and and get the score, you know. So it's it's remarkable. I mean, and it's the same way why a lot of people feel the same way, like with, with Mahomes, you know, you know, just the stuff that he do. But like I said, like like we were just talking about, like with the Chiefs, um, like man, like they're, I, I and I know maybe it's a lot of people don't they hate talking about it, and I know they like oh it's you know. You know, is is the Eric Bylamy? By, by, you know, is his, is that effect? And I'm like, I, yeah, I suppose so in a certain way, possibly. You know, but uh, at at the end of the day, like these guys, like they're professionals. Like if the system is not really changed, you know. Um, but I don't know. Maybe it's just the level of focus. Maybe the the the, the accountability certain coaches have on um the 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 at least what the level of accountability that they bring out from the players um you know they leave there and new persons in there the players don't trust i mean it could be many factors you know i guess but at the end of the day the chiefs they just uh they just don't have that um they ain't got that magic you know there's just it's just a certain magic that they had in the past few seasons they just don't got it man they look more they look more human than ever you know than than the juggernaut that everybody you know remembers and knows that they're capable of still being don't get me wrong um you know they could still put up <laughs> 40 on you <laughs> you know i mean they, it's, it's, but, it's, it's, but it's just hard it's just harder this this season for them to, to do that consistently like in the past i mean is it because of you know i don't know what it is i mean i, I wasn't too keen or you know i didn't have a lot of stock in eric bennett ben, is it ben How's it pronounced? Benemy, yeah. Benemy, yeah. there you yeah. go. Benemy, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, but My apologies. Yeah. apparently, you know, I mean, for you know, from talks with those that were, you know, in the know of the league, I mean, he really set them straight. He set Pat straight. And he kept it simple for them. I don't know what, what it is now for them offensively, but apparently I'm really doing a lot of wonkier shit that is yeah. just fucking the offense up. But, you know, it Pat is still good, but he's not what he once was no you know, which is strange you know to see and well i mean yeah i mean the chiefs and i would say even the eagles they, they haven't really looked like themselves from last season well even though you Philly's know he's putting up really good numbers and they're still performing well you know you know Jalen, you know you could say you know hers is still a step back from last yeah season. Yeah, I mean, and we know that there was those stretch of games, like four games in a row, where really it could have went the other way, you know, that whoever they were facing, because those games came, you know, really late or in overtime, you know. So they 
those games could have went the other way for Philly. And who knows how, you know, the season could have turned out, how how much that could have changed the, the landscape of the NFC, uh, you know, with the playoff spots and, and within even within our division. You know, I mean, I know y'all lost against Miami, um, you know, the other night. Uh, and not a lot of people were happy about that. Uh, but it, it's just it's just one of those type of things where we talked about it like when the season started, before the season started. And, and I remember when we was talking about our division and how it was going to be close, more closer between you guys and, and Philly. Um, than it was last season because it was just going to be more of a drop off for Philly, you know, more than anything, because I just knew they wasn't going to sustainably keep up with that, with the, how they were playing last season. Um, and, and we've seen that like they, like I said, so it, it, it's the second half of the season that they've, they've had to earn their wins the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in many ways that could help them greatly tremendously come playoff time because at least that's a familiar feeling you know it's one of those type of things like it's a familiar feeling and players it it, it brings them back to a time where they were able to you know in a certain similar situation and still get the game get the win at the end so i mean it's who knows you know a lot of players like psychologically you know they look kind of like wired like that um but it's one of those things man like i I'm not shocked at all, um, especially within our division, how everything's gone. But like I said, um, you know, there's other teams like, I mean, even the Raiders ever since Antonio Pierce, you know, and I big up to him, you know, former giant, you know, legend there. Um, and, you know, what he's done with the, the Raiders, I mean, they granted, you know, their first win. His first win came against us, <laughs> so yeah. So we we I I know what they're about. I mean, and, and the job that they that he has done with them ever since he took over the coaching, um, they need to take that interim tag off of him. Um, like he's I think he's done enough to to show that he deserves to be the head coach moving forward. Um, with them, um, past this season, but you know who knows how that's gonna go. Uh, but you know, it, it, it's the NFL this season, man, is a lot of, it's a changing, changing of the guard too. I mean, you look at the, yeah. the AFC East, man, like how, you know, the Patriots, man, they, they, old quarterbacks are all gone now, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, by man. proxy, Aaron Rodgers is gone for the season. Right. You know? Right. And it just gave way for, you know, uh, just a new generation to come and flourish. Yeah, and take advantage, and you know I can't can't fault that man. You know, this no, is not it. at all. This not is at all, it. man. And That's I, it. Even if he would have stayed healthy for the season, I feel like it was going to be a tough ride for him. Yeah, um, and he was probably going to break down later. Yeah, as opposed to like the first play of the season. You know, yeah. him, you I know? mean, because the Jets they're not they're not good. <laughs> they're just not yeah. good. They're I, that old line. He would have got destroyed with that O line eventually. Um, it's sad for me to say that. They, would have, they probably would have had four more wins, but yeah, 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 exactly. Right. They they would have been of no no use. Um, in in even if they made it in as a wild card team with four extra wins, uh, <laughs> they they would have been they would have been out. They would have been a one and doneer. Anyway, uh, but but hey, listen, you know it's how many more games we got left? What two more games? 
left in the season? One, one or two? I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. There's some so. New Year's games happening, I believe. Is there? A New yeah. Year's game? I know it's New Year's Eve games happening. Yeah, something tells me though you guys and the 49ers are going to see each other again though. So uh, yeah. Um yeah, that, I don't know me. how that's going to go. Yeah. <laughs> something tells me y'all are going to see each other again. Um and I'm curious to how the result of that is going to turn. Um but uh <laughs> but but uh yeah, as we... <laughs> two more two more two more weeks. Um Yeah. For and um uh... Yeah, we wrapping up our division games. Um, well, we got another big one. Damn. Uh, guess Detroit. Yeah, that's actually a marquee game now because of yeah, the is. season that the, from the Lions has had. Yep. And and now and then we wrap it up against Washington, and you know that we get ready for playoffs, I suppose. But you know, I think we got. I think um, Dallas could. You know they. You know. They, if they went out their last two games, they likely could win the division, but you know, you gotta count on the Eagles losing. Um and with Arizona and the Giants as their last two opponents, uh that's not happening. No. No, no, not at all. It's all right. It's all right, man. But speaking of turning, let's let's uh let's turn the page, man. Let's 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 get into um some some year end uh review stuff here um and, and some new stuff going on actually let's hit up the the new stuff first before we go into this um uh, our little review of 2023 and in, in, in wrestling whatever and um so two big things happen uh one the big news um we've seen steven regal um rep doing a promo or represent representing NXT or WWE, however yeah. way you want to put it, um, because of uh, a new, I guess, a partnership or experiment or exhibition match, it's, I guess. It's, 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 it's definitely a lot of movement happening right now for WWE going into 2024. Yes. Uh, that's that's for sure. And uh, this is, pro- I feel like, you know, with this announcement, it's going to be one of many. Uh, and well, for for those that um, don't know already, uh, the William Regal announced that um, there was going to be an NXT representative for All Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, for I believe as of starting now, it's going to be three of their dates uh, for um, for um, for New Year's Eve, uh, January the second, and January the third, and. Um, Charlie Dempsey, Regal's son, uh, who's been you know a fixture on NXT for you know the past couple of years, um, currently part of um, Drew Gulak's stable. Uh, I forgot. I called him you know just a new version of Cashpoint, um, but he's you know he's pretty much in regard of like the old British Cashes Cash style. You know, like, like, like the Billy Robinsons and, you know, um, mm-hmm. and the Johnny Sings of that era and even his own dad, of course. Um, yes. And he represents that and to tradition and it ties in with like all Japan and their past as well. Um, you know, their their roots developing with from that style. Um, and he's going to be working on the on the on the New Year's New Year's Eve show of uh, teaming up with. Yuma Ansai, who I call the rookie of the year at all of professional wrestling right now, hmm. uh, against um, Leona and 
WWE Hall of Famer and just Japanese professional wrestling legend in his own right, Tasumi Fujinami, uh, which is, that's a, I mean, he's getting thrown into the fire, but it doesn't end there because on January the 3rd in Corrigan Hall, like two days after the Kito Miyahara, or two or three days after Kito Miyahara, um, Kasuhiko Nakajima match, which is for the Triple Crown, the winner of that match will defend the title against Dempsey. And I'm like, well, damn, that's a that's quite that's, that's quite a yeah. uh, that's quite a you know a big big move for you know someone that I wouldn't say he is like a lower card guy on an NXT brand, but you know he's a guy that he gets subtle opportunities here and there, but you know he not really in like the main event picture. He's not really in the NXT title picture. He is still someone that is, and I still feel like he's finding his way. Yeah. In you know on the um, NXT roster, but for him to get this opportunity, uh, I think it's a sign of what's to come for WWE and really for, for their NXT roster and their their talent that they have there, and for the future of WWE in general as well. Um, because I see you know there's going to be people and wrestlers and talent. And young superstars that are on NXT that are going to be main event or main roster ready, but mm-hmm. there's others I see that are, they have the potential. They they want they want to keep them around. They do want to see them as a fixture in the main roster, but they don't have future plans for them just yet. But they know that they're that they're probably you know already beyond you know development on you know the NXT stage, so yeah. they're going to probably send them out on loan. Uh, and probably I don't know if All Japan is the only company that they are talks with. Okay. Um, you know, I I'm pretty sure that they might be one of many companies across the world that they're they're in talks with, and they're going to send their talent out there for more experience and more knowledge, right. and yeah. more exposure too. And it's a good look for All Japan as well. You it know, is. It, you know, it's funny. You know that. A lot of the pushback came immediately before anything was truly announced or confirmed, you know, because, you know, they had uh, the All Japan president and it was a little skit that he had that he was talking for someone from WWE and he had, you know, he had like these nice, I mean, they're mostly they're Joshi wrestlers too, but they're also models uh, that were, uh, that he was with and he was banging his head on the table with a tambourine. Um, Right, right, right. I believe they do that regularly there. I don't know what it is, but I I don't know, um, man. But it, it's funny if you haven't watched it. it. It's it's a funny skit. But um, he uh, yeah, he said that there was going to be a submission specialist coming in for for uh for Altman. I'm like, well, that's well, that ruled out Braun Breaker, <laughs> who was my first guest when yeah, I, I, I would have loved that. Thing. Right, but, right. But and then when we put in a submission specialist, there's only a few that I would recognize as that, and Drew Gulak was one of them. So it narrowed it down for it potentially being Drew Gulak, Charlie Dempsey. And when William Regal was on the um, screen to announce it, it was pretty clear that it was going to be Dempsey. And, and he also um, disclosed that Dempsey is his son. And this is yeah. the first time that, you know, that he's publicly announced this on any wrestling media and it makes for you know it does it for that i think dempsey's probably going to come back with a bigger push um you know he's going to work these shows 
He's going to be look like a big deal. Going to get mm-hmm. treated like a big deal there, in Japan. He's going to come back, possibly feeling like a big deal, because you know now with the acknowledgement that he's Regal's son, and William right. Regal likely coming back to television in the start of twenty twenty four. You know he's going to be seen. You know he's probably going to get a push into you know the NXT title scene now going forward. And yeah. you know I mean this is a big opportunity for him. You know because he hasn't really shown a lot to the point that he's marveled you know fans you know of the brand you know to the point that some folks will consider him boring you know for me <laughs> i think he's he's okay he has his moments uh but i also feel like that he hasn't really had enough time to really showcase himself um in a in a bigger spotlight and well i feel like he's really good like with the cash, it really it takes certain opponents that he has to work with to make that cash style really work in a way. Yeah. And I will recommend his match against Axiom on an episode of Reality of Wrestling, which yeah. again that was also the start. It's um their partnership with Booker T's promotion. Um, I felt like that was also a tester for bigger things. You know, mm-hmm. be able to work that you know that independent promotion that is. You know, in a ways, could be a feeder for WWE, but it still right. acts on its own volition. That it was that you know now you're, and we also seen this earlier too. Um, even though I mean, Gabe Sapolsky won it out, but when NXT superstars were working with Evolve, that right. was an indicator of something that they had bigger in mind. This is just you know Triple H and Hunter and Nick Khan. I mean, in unison, but really just Hunter and Triple H, you know, they're, they're old ideas that they had to put on pause before the pandemic. They're coming back in the form. And now I'm looking forward to seeing who else gets these similar opportunities um, in NXT and where would they show up? Because I yeah. will be watching and I'll be following. And it will bring a lot of eyeballs to different products that's out there because, you know, in Japan, mm-hmm. folks are very, you know, the usual hardcore fans here in America are the fans that normally when they hear of Japan, they hear of New Japan. They think of New Japan. Right. Uh, if they're thinking of women's wrestling, they're likely thinking of stardom. Uh, but, you know, when you hear of all Japan, more folks will tend to go back to their peak years in the 90s. Uh-huh. The four pillars right. of Kobashi, Masawa, Tawe, Kawada, you know, Dr. Jeff, Steve Williams, when he was killing shit. Fader, yes. you know, yes. in his time. Man. But yeah. now yeah. it's a newer generation. It's a modern era. And, you know, you ha- it's, it's their audience is a little more scarce here. But, you know, Kento Miyahara, for me, he's been one of the best wrestlers in the world for almost a decade now. And, you know, but he was never really seen, put in that same spear with mm-hmm. like Okada or Tanahashi. Yeah. Um, you know, by I wouldn't say by really just people here stateside, they are talking about the best wrestlers in Japan. He's not really put in that same light a lot because he was working for a promotion that really had a smaller audience compared to that of New Japan. This is this moment here, it does get some newer eyes to the product for me. And, you know, I, and I feel like it's going to be a beneficial experience for both promotions. Uh, and I hope that it does bear fruit and we get to see more 
NXT superstars just making their rounds internationally and getting more experience and see new relationships start to blossom that that you know <laughs> that the forbidden door is pretty much destroyed <laughs> you know yeah. as so to speak right 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 and then it's no but you know you do bring up a good point though how um how you mentioned like a lot of times when you mentioned all japan pro how people go all the way back to that time period it's really interesting because i because i ain't gonna lie like even for me like that that was really like the first thing that came back to my mind also <laughs> was around that time period and i mean granted i wasn't watching it at that time but that's something that i wind up knowing and watching whatever you know as i got older um and it, it's man there's a lot there's a lot of good stuff and, and i know you you know you mentioned you know who was involved at that time man but even still watching it even watching in 2023 man it's oh it's still it still holds up right? oh man yeah <laughs> yeah king's row holds up to me for the longest and like i prefer watching that in like 90s all japan women's wrestling too mm-hmm. uh no relation yeah they just had to did similar names but th- their stuff still holds up to this day like it's the benchmark for you know how i see myself as a, a pro west fan that mm-hmm. and peak dragon gate like it you know the mid-2000s early you know like 2010s you know they were just it, it really dragon gate in itself alongside with those promotions they could be, you know, I would say like they were influence, but also a detriment of how the American indie style has, you know, you know, pulled up for all that because, you know, it's just they, they do a lot of the stuff that they do, like the high impact, crazy near falls, high speed offense, but they, they don't really have the story with it, you know, <laughs> Like, yeah. the, cause those 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 matches and that style, like, I mean, they they had a story to them. Those matches, those spots built up in a match by match basis. Like they weren't doing big shit from the first go round. Like yeah. they were raised to stakes each time. And you know, these these motherfuckers now they just want to blow their load in the first four way or multi man match that they have or the opener. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know it, it, that's exactly. that's why I see more as a, as a detriment to it all. But still, yeah. like it, it's great, it's great. I can always go back to watching that. Always a great, it's a great influence. That, I mean, but at the same time, it also kind of show well does show how influential that style was. You know, I mean, at that time, they I don't think there is no way they would have thought that it would have the amount of influence all their work would have on generations not not just one like you know two gener multiple generations and how you know it, like you said you know it, and sometimes it's one of those things where you know the americans they they take stuff from elsewhere and then they do their own version and there's never the feeling is not this as same yeah it's, it's you know not, it's watered and, down and it, right right and, and i mean and that's unfortunate how it has you know it, it, it's the same way how it is in, in wrestling, you know, with the indie, uh, with how how that wrestling style is and how popular it became. Where it's just sometimes people lost the script, <laughs> as they say, yeah, and, and all of that. You know, it's it's unfortunate, man. Um, but it, it's 
I mean, hey, you know, it, it, you look at the health. I mean, and then first of all, before I go any further, um, about the indie scene. So uh, there, there is a certain. There is actually. Never mind. I'm thinking about something else. What I meant to say is that there is a certain person out there um, that's it's not affiliated with the indie scene, but it's something that caught my eye just uh, a couple of minutes ago. I was looking at. Um, so this whole this whole stupid thing I've seen with this Jericho thing, like what's going on with this stuff, man? I know it, it's like give me the Reader's Digest. We I don't want you to go okay, into detail. Okay, so. Um, uh... Last week, I believe it was announced that uh, that uh, Stephen P. New, who is a lawyer that was involved, you know, that was also representing um, CM Punk. I think it um, whole you know, legal situation apparently well against uh, the elite in AEW. That uh, that the brawl out incident, you know, everyone signed NDA. Or a lifetime NDA about the incident or the situation posts, uh-huh. and um, you know, no one can talk about it. You know, and, uh, including Punk. Punk signed one as well, and that was it. However, Chris Jericho all of a sudden said, you know, in a retweet, said that he did not sign the NDA, and he can go and talk about it whenever he wants. Oh, and uh, okay. and Steven, he. Uh, Steve, uh, he re- retweeted that that there was an, uh, an employee handbook, and you know he had the official handbook right, you know, in the screenshot, and he also looked like that he was going to favorite Jericho's tweet as evidence for any future uh, future legal um, pursuit, um, if, in case the NDA is broken, and then all bets are off, which will will be really bad for you know everyone involved. But yeah, Jericho's just been, you know, saying some weird wild shit. Um, and then a lot of folks has been getting involved. Uh, you know, you had, you know, folks talking about, you know, his wife being there at the January sixth um oh, rallies oh, yeah. and yeah, yeah. And, and then, you know Nick oh, okay. Houseman's talk about, you know, the women that had to sign NDAs for him. And I'm like, Oh, yeah, it was getting pretty crazy, man. Oh my gosh, that's it, it was getting wild, and um, but yeah, but, Jer- Jericho but, got owned here. So, oh man, I I just don't understand. I don't understand it. But, um, speaking of Punk, just saw footage. His he has a new go to sleep. Like there's a variation of a go go to sleep that he does now, or at least oh. that he did on. At least he performed on Dominic. Oh, so, I'm interested you, in what that looked like. So what it remind what it looked like it looked like he had Dominic in like in the Scorpion Deathlock you know type mm-hmm. position. Yeah. So what he did is that he had you know Dom, he had flipped Dominic up from that position onto his shoulders, and yeah. then did the go to sleep from there. And I was like, oh, this dude is doing. It's like he's doing different variations of go to sleeps now. <laughs> <laughs> man, and also I just want to say Madison Square Garden looked beautiful. It looked beautiful packed tonight. Sold out um, t- this evening for their holiday show, which CM Punk pretty much this is his first match in WWE ever since coming back at Survivor Series. Um, man, like that, and apparently it is the largest attendance they've had, and then they're they're eight having years. eight years. Uh, and, the product is hot, man. Yeah, that's listen. I 
I, I, I only recall it being sold out every time I went. So, you know, so I was a little, I'm a little bit spoiled in, in that sense that when I went was, you know, was pretty much everything was uh, scolding hot everywhere. <laughs> it was, yeah. We're, we're wrestling, man. Oh, my gosh, man. But, you know, the, the amount of house shows I've been there, like, I mean, granted, I've been to a couple of you know, television tapings, but um, I always love the house shows the best uh, because it's just always I, I always remember that one time. Can't remember which year I was. It was I think it was probably um, I want to say it was 98. Yeah, it was it was sometime in 98. And um, I was at a house show and um, that's the show that I remember I infamously had to sign at. Um, I was wearing a Stone Cold shirt because what, who else would I wear? What other shirt I would wear? Um, and I had that uh, um, <laughs> Impeach McMahon elect Austin <laughs> sign in the crowd. <laughs> yeah. Um, that I that I've posted on whatever social media before. Uh, but I what, what always stood out to me the most was always you know Stone Cold you know always the last match, um, you know and it was always funny because they always had these title matches where, you know at that time and I'm being at that age, you know it was very I, I bought into the to the kayfabe of everything man you know I I I, I never was. I wasn't a kid that had to know the inside stuff. Like I, you know, I, I just left whatever was shown on TV. That's what I was believing into. Uh, you was, and, you was, you was a super NWA fan at that one, um, um, forum of all the old classic <laughs> legends. <laughs> no fucking hands. And it's still real to me. Damn it. <laughs> right. Um, but I mean, but that was at the time, like I said, that was before really, I mean, I, all that stuff, colluded got got polluted into you know wrestling and stuff but um i remember to just always whenever stone cold was the last match you was always guaranteed to see the most ridiculous beer bath on in like four or five extra stunners you'll oh, see oh yeah you know yeah, it, it lasted um, for hours too i heard i uh, listen they i mean i remember there was this one time there was um it was a house show in 2001 and this is right before leading up to WrestleMania 17. And um, it was around February, whatever, because I remember it was like actually it was like late February, early March, because this was around the time there was already advertising Stone Cold and the Rock, um, because I always remember that the ever so catchy My Way song. Um, so I remember the main event was I think it was like Stone Cold. Um, I think since it's 2001, Stone Cold. Kane and Undertaker, maybe or something like that, or or The Rock. There was always something. Oh, wow. There was always some type of variation of Stone Cold, The Rock, Mankind in there. Um, I think one. I think on one side it may have been The Rock, Triple H, and I can't remember who the third person could have been. Kurt Angle could have been something like that against Austin. And I think it was Austin and Undertaker and Kane. I think they were on. They, that was the team or something like that. Yeah. And always what happened is that at the end of the match, when it was always these tag, it was always these multi 
multi-guy tag team matches where at the end, the winning team, it'll be him and whoever is on the team with them. They always shared in beer. And I think I remember seeing that two times because one of them involved one of them. The first time I saw that was back in like in 98, 99, and it involved the rock and mankind drinking beer. And and of course, the rock notoriously was known to really not drink beer. Like he always like took a swig, but then he always spit it right back out. Like real quick. I don't know if anybody's ever noticed that every time that Stone Cold and the Rock ever had a moment and Stone Cold gave the Rock a beer and the yeah. Rock drinks it. The he Rock was, never was, actually drinks it. He he's always not, he's not a beer he, drinker, huh? <laughs> no, he'll he'll take the beer in his mouth, but then he'll spit it back out. He always yeah. did that shit. And it's always funny because but he always did it so quickly, like unless you really was paying attention. And when you as a person like me, the type of wrestling fan that I was, like I watched so many of these pay-per-views over and over and over again. It's just one of those things you just pick up on something every time. Uh, like when the first time I caught on to that, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, like really, I didn't really notice it until I remember. I think when I really finally noticed it was the backlash in uh, 2000. Yeah. And when Austin came out to help The Rock win that um that that, that match against uh, Triple H uh, for the title, and, and yeah, The Rock like Stone Cold handed him the beer, like he gave him, took a swig, spit it right back out. So with Austin, whenever he did the stunner on The Rock, The Rock didn't have to do that because Austin a lot of times would just give The Rock the beer, Rock take a quick swig, and then boom, kick to the stomach and then stun. Yeah, the stunner, and he spit the beer out. <laughs> right, right. Oh yeah, yeah. So it was always funny watching Austin drink beer with all the other wrestlers because at the time for me, I was like, like, oh, this is some cool shit. And I yeah. think it was like, and especially that March one, it was close to my birthday. So, and the Undertaker, his birthday is the same day as mine. So for me, anytime I went to, a lot of times there was house shows that would happen around March. I think like the one around the holiday times, and 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 they they'll normally come like two times a year, three times if there was like a pay per view involved. Or, or Raw. Um, but they normally came two times a year to the Garden. One time in the spring and one time in the winter. Um, so there was always there was always a, a ways to see them. Um, but the best, but those were the best ones, best memories. Actually, the really the best memories of me being at Madison Square Garden house shows, um, especially around the holidays, it was always meeting the wrestlers outside of Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Um. I rem- I can't remember which street, which side it is. I can't remember if it's like the thirty first or whatever. Um. But there was always a side entrance that a lot of the wrestlers walked into, and I mean, and I have pictures, uh, a lot of them, um, uh, of the wrestlers walking in. I mean, I've a couple of times I've gotten Kurt Angle, um, I've gotten Taz, uh, which is the funny thing, my aunt, um, it, it's. It, I, and I don't want to. I, I feel embarrassed. I don't want to go into. So, I don't want to go into the story and, and put Taz out like that. Um, but let's mm. just say there was an interesting story. There was an interesting question. My 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 aunt had asked Taz where he's from, and um, yeah, the answer that my aunt got back wasn't wasn't what she expected. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I would just put it like that. Uh, but Taz is great, though. Love Taz. Uh, but. Good memories, man. Good memories at those shows, man. And um, it just as much as I'm sure for a lot of people, there was a good memory of seeing CM Punk uh, wrestle tonight, man. Um, if you look back really at this whole year, um, 
there has been some there's a bit triple h been cooking man it's been a lot of cooking going Ooh, on yes um in 2023 yeah. um it, it's it's only going to get bigger man it just it's yeah <laughs> i mean really ever since you know it's kind of funny like and i think about the day after wrestlemania where it was really put out there that that merger that tkl merger thing was happening officially officially and you know it, how that from that day on man how the operations have been um it's been a, a almost as close as much of a 180 as as you could get yeah um, from from definitely from 2022 i know really the stuff really didn't start really cooking or bubbling and like it wasn't until august you know summer slam of, mm-hmm. of last year um that things really started to cook but um but from january over even to now man um man what a what a, what a crazy year this has been man um and not only for WWE, I mean, just in wrestling in general, man. I, 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 will, I will say, I will say this: we're, we're on the subject of uh, of of wrestling legend taking over a company. Um, you know, at, at, at the midst of um, at when it's in its crossroads right now. Yeah, I mean, similar situation is happening right now uh, for New Japan. Um, Hiroshi Tanahashi, who uh, is currently like one third of the Never Trios champions with Katsuchiko Okada and Tomoro Ishii, he's been named president of New Japan. Uh, this happened like this past weekend. Like It was announced officially on Friday night. Um, and he had his press conference um, yesterday. And I'm like, wow, this is... Uh, he has a goal of trying to sell out the Tokyo Dome for 2025. Um, and and making sure that there's more connection with the audience and making sure the, the crowd, he's fo- really focusing on having more of domestic, um, you know, resurgence uh, back home and filling the seats in, you know, in, in the smaller cities, the smaller towns in order to sell out the uh, Tokyo Dome, man. I'm like, this is a pretty big shift uh, because... Yeah. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Tasumi Fujinami, you know, he's a wrestling legend. He was the last active professional wrestler who was also president um, of a promotion. And he was president of New Japan at the time. And that was, I believe, what, 19 years ago, maybe? Um, and now, you know, Tanahashi's in that role. And it's a little, it feels a little different because, you know, even though he's in the He's going into the twilight years of his career. He's still very active. You know, he, he probably has one more main event run left in him. And, you know, it's it's going to be interesting seeing how, you know, he runs, runs the company going forward and what changes happens within this next year. Right. Because that's definitely going to involve a lot of creative changes. It's mm-hmm. going to involve... I don't know if it's going to involve much of a roster upheaval because, you know, Tanahashi is one of the most tenured um, wrestlers in that company, loyal to the soil. I'm like, he is the spirit of New Japan as far as I'm yeah. concerned. And, yeah. I, I, and a lot of a lot of guys that are working there, a lot of guys now, a lot of the younger talent, they idolize him. So, you know, to see him in this role now, it's going to be interesting to see where 
what the direction will be going forward and what will he prioritize, you know, as far as, you know, the roster makeup and the superstars that he's looking to push, the wrestlers, the talent that he wants to drive into the scene. And um, and also the guys that, you know, that, here, that are his peers, how would they take this? You know, right. I'm like, I'm sure that they are supporting him all the way, but, you know, I'm, I'm interested in seeing what this means for Okada, who has mm-hmm. had contract talks or contract rumors or, you know, a right, lot of right, yeah. mystery going into 2024, if, whether he's mm-hmm. going to side back with the company or not. Yeah. You know, uh, Tetsuya Naito, who is going to be in the main event. Uh, well, yes, he is will be in the main event of Wrestle Kingdom next week by the way, um, in the Tokyo Dome, you know, what, what does this mean for him? Will, you know, how will his goals and his philosophy clash with Tanahashi's in the future if they, if they do end up coming to a clash? So I'm, I'm interested to see what happens here. Um, this is also off the heels of, uh, a, a, not, I want to say like a conglomerate. I would say more conglomerate. I wouldn't really say union. But it's mm-hmm. the closest thing that a pro wrestling union will be at this mm-hmm. moment. But a lot of the top promotions in Japan have come together to um to have a little uh group right now. Let me see if I believe it's uh we got New Japan, All Japan, Noah, uh, Dragon Gates evolved as well. I don't I'm not sure if Big Japan is involved. Uh, but I know Stardom and Tokyo Joe are involved due to Cyberfight being um being um you know owning those three promotions as well as DDT. But he mm-hmm. has called the United Japan Pro Wrestling Front. Um and yeah, they're they're really it's it's almost built like a or um more like a union because they're focusing on their wrestlers having better pay, um, you know, better working conditions, you know, because a lot of this has happened po- after you know the pandemic and their their businesses were struggling and they yeah. really had to rely on each other to really um you know work together and keep things afloat so now they have more of like a like a like a table like a you know a round table of sorts of you know the top figure has in those promotions to talk about and discuss issues discuss mm. their industries you know discuss the type of practices they do and how they can implement that in professional wrestling so I'm like, that's pretty cool. Um, and Tana Hashi case, this is a big deal because, again, he is seen still as a young guy compared to all his older um, peers, you know, mm-hmm. like Keiichi Mudo and Kenta Kobashi, who really gave him a huge cosign and felt like that his, you know, appointment, this is going to be the start of something for the youth, you know, a big youth movement coming away, and he fully support that. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens uh, mm. Going into 2024, not only for WWE, uh, TNA wrestling as well. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and just getting their name back, and they're they're getting all these signings here. But I'm, I'm interested to see what happens to Japan if they can really. It, this term, this phrase, has been overused by you know a, a sector of the IWC, but restoring the feeling. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, they they like to yeah. co-op a lot of black terms anyway, a lot of black phrases anyway. But uh, they're, they're like for Japan, like they they really need to, you know, get that get that get that that spark that they lost, you know, in twenty twenty, 
and then beyond and be able to have those crowds that fill up the um, fill up the um arenas and be able to sell out the Tokyo Dome again instead of getting only 30 30,000 you do get your 60,000 plus you know and you know for Tanahashi this is this is a huge deal and you know it is it is definitely something that people are going to be monitoring what do you think it will take for for that for the Tokyo Dome to be sold out in your opinion what do you what, 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 what do take? you think i yeah. mean if for Tanahashi he he stated that you know he wants to have more of a connection with the fans and the audience here um in, in Japan um mm-hmm. you know did be able to sell out um a, you know sell out small venues that you know they were able to get in 300 500 people he wants to make sure that he can get in a thousand mm-hmm. in those same cities those markets that you know they do get you know a small amount of folks he wanted to get up to a thousand twelve hundred that way it makes it easier for them to sell out the tokyo dome because those people coming in from those small cities and those small towns those little um, tiny prefectures they will be able to congregate there at january the fourth um of course it probably will take a lot of inner promotion too which will help because there's certain regions in Japan that actually have their 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 promotion. They have their loyalty to that specific promotion. I know the Kobe area, you know, they're big with Dragon Gate, you know, because mm-hmm. it started out from there. You know, there there's you know a certain promotions that would do well in Osaka compared to Tokyo. So you know, for it's going to take a lot. It's going to take a, a strong united front. But it's mm-hmm. going to take a, also a lot of ingenuity, and a, a lot of grit, and a lot of big changes from Tanahashi um, and Kadani, and really the, the whole Bushiro brass to uh, to really make that work. But I believe it could happen. You know, I, mm-hmm. I can believe that he could at least get fifty thousand in there. You know, but it's going to take a lot, man. Yeah, that also means elevating the young talent that they have at their disposal to reach that zenith and Mm. to be the future and to take that company to the next level. Man, it's, it, like you said, it's going to be interesting how that unfolds in 2024 because, you know, I always thought that as good as business may be in the States, wrestling as a whole, if the business is not doing well in Japan, then that's I, I always looked at the, Japan as the barometer, you know. Always, always has been, you know, more so than what's happening in the states. It's like it's. I always yeah. felt that there is, you know, the two places outside of the U.S. that I always, always keep an eye on, or always kept an eye on in the past or historically was, it was either in Japan or what was happening down in Mexico, you know, and. You know, and, and and it's still like that today. Honestly, you know, to be it's then it goes to show also why companies like WWE they're trying to make that seamless transition from a person that of the Rey Mysterio, you know, that everybody in Mexico knows, you know, and and trying to focus on that, you know, that demographic over there, the Hispanic community, you know. Um, that's that's always been that's you know one of their goals too you know i know i remember last year speaking of japan i mean you look at the you know we were talking about nxt earlier like i remember you know what was it 
couple of years ago, there was a theory that they wanted to try to do an NXT Japan like they did in the UK. You yeah. know, and, and, yeah, how, and a lot of people shit it on that. You know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was, you know, I mean, it, it's not going to hurt the, the business of Japan at all. I'm like, I, I don't, I don't really get the notion of, you know, if WWE wants to expand outside of their, you know, of their American borders and getting to more international territories, that is going to kill the territories in Japan or Mexico, which right. would not happen at all. No, no. It's, you know, they really try to cite what what happened with the UK, and not really remember that it was really lawless and it was filled with a lot of bad sex pest issues yeah. that were happening. Yeah. The last time yeah. I checked, Rev Pro and Progress Wrestling are still active. You know, I mean, they're 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 still flourishing and they're having shows still. You're happy. You know, Will Ospreay is always at a Ref Pro show. Yeah, selling it out. I'm like, they still got a good basis and a good, healthy market with you know New Japan and and I believe also CMLL that's going to be there as well and and also Tokyo Joe I believe or Tokyo Joshi Pro and I think uh-huh. also Goto Move also did some stuff there in England. England is fine as far as their you know their their um wrestling circuit is because as far as i'm concerned they, they talk all about that but they don't even watch rep pro now you know <laughs> and i've watched a few shows here and there and you yeah. know they, they can't tell me anything about luke jacobs or leon slater and those are like two of the most touted names right now for that promotion you know but, but you know if wwe wants to get involved you know it, it's somewhat a bad thing you know i'm like shit sometimes shit doesn't work out yeah, Sometimes no, experiments yeah. fail. Like yeah. WWE, we've seen plenty of experiments yes. where it's, WWE has tried and it failed miserably. Yeah, yeah. Look at the original incarnation of the XFL. You know, look at the stuff like that. You're round three now. Yeah, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. You know, even even ideas on their shows, like you know, it's just. I mean, it just sucks. It just it sucks when it doesn't work out. But that's always been the nature of the business. Like it, it just some it's just that the WWE can afford to make those mistakes. Yes, <laughs> that's you know, really I that's mean, the biggest difference. There, they could afford to make those mistakes. Other other companies and organizations, they don't. They just they, they can't. They can't. They can't. Yeah, they'll be pissing money away, and they will crush them considerably. That's it. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I'm letting. I'm just. I'm just letting it play out. I just want to see how far it can go, and what what can he? What can Triple H do. I think Paul effect. I I feel like he always had this vision, even long before he really did take over as COO and mm-hmm. eventually as D Man, now in creative and really much running almost everything in this um, in the um, company. I felt like he did want to take at least WWE and pro wrestling in general into the future. Um, and you know we're 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 seeing the fruits of his labor now with the main roster. You know, like ninety five percent of it is NXT. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I really feel like he did all the things that Vince McMahon shut out and didn't really want, didn't really have an interest in, or didn't see value in Hunter's doing, and is paying dividends. You know, and we're we're seeing it. You know, and 
I want to see how far he could take it, you know, before eventually. I want to say somewhere along the line, the business is going to bottom out again. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, and we, we, but as of now, you kind of ride the hot hand, bro. Yeah, of course. Just go crazy course. until something doesn't work out and the wheels hey. fall off. Yeah, seriously, man. Like, really, like, if you think about it, that the apex, you know, everybody talks about the Monday Night War stuff. Like, you know, when really, if you look at it as, as a whole, it only lasted about four years. You know, basically like four, four yeah. you know, three, whatever, however you wanted to, if you want to start at 97, whatever, or 98, regardless, like, it's like four years. It only lasted, you know, so you got to think about that, man. Like, the, the you know, as wrestling fans, you know, we, 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 you know, we always big on reminiscing about that time period, and and rightfully so. It's no problem. There's no problem with reminiscing because, I mean, it, it, it that that's it was at its booming period, man, and that was something that was part of our childhood. So you know, we're always going to clo- hold something like that close to our hearts, uh, closer than you know other stuff. But I mean, I mean, really though, man, that that time period, like it was, it was the cool thing to do, man. It was a cool, it was the it thing, you know. So. You look back at what they how how everything in the business then, and then you look at it now, man. It's just it 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 just ha- it happens in cycles, man. You know, WWF they were big into rock and wrestling. You know, the Hulk Hogan era, and then shit went down once steroids got involved. And in, in, yeah, in, yeah, that you know, sure. and and Ico Pro and all that other stuff. And it, they uh, have a struggle, but they 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 oh uh, they really they held the fort with that new that's generation it. era. That's it. You know, Even a, I mean, it got more cartoonish, but I mean, the top of the card was still very good. You know, yeah. relying on the likes of Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart to, to carry them through. Yeah. Until they they found their diamond in Stone Cold Steve Austin. They they slipped and fell on that shit. Yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, sometimes that's all it takes. You that's know, it. Just all. takes it, it. Takes just a, a, a what we call it. You know, a lightning in the bottle moment, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what it was, and, and if for 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 here, you know, probably the light in the bottle was you know, Triple H shaking over. You know, you can also reinforce that. You know, light in the bottle, Becky Lynch becomes in the man. You know, there's like moment it built up in, yeah. into that crescendo. Yeah, you know, yeah, man. You know, and 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 I look back at at certain, you know certain matches and, and, and certain rivalries, man. Who let me ask you this. Who had the best over overall, who had the best storyline arc from January to now? And just in, in general for pro wrestling? Yeah. Uh well let, let's I let's mean say, let's say WWE, right? For cool WWE? Example. All right. Well, I mean you have a, a few. I mean you got a good you got a good amount of them. I, I know mean, what my uh, Cody Rhodes favorite is. Still yeah. is running. Yeah. Uh yep. Sammy Sand for sure. Yes. Like Sammy Sand, like just turning, uh, turning on the bloodline and you know, just redeeming himself, winning the tag mm-hmm. titles with his best friend. And yeah. now he is on the path of, you know, having the goal of wanting to win the world title. You know, so it's it's a interesting it's a great path to see Jay Uso, you know, <laughs> really becoming this incredibly sympathetic figure um in the bloodline and just 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 an outstanding wrestler um and I, i'm just still shocked of how far he has come um as a singles wrestler now 
after yeah. making you know strides, you know his entire career in the tag team division, right? And he's right. just holding his own. Yeah, I mean, Gunther, uh, like yeah. he's the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion of all time, to the point that you know he is the probably the the most respected wrestler that the WWE audience has laid eyes on right now. Yes. You know, because he's clearly a heel. But when it's time for him to put the title on the line in his big match, <laughs> <Gunther> time, the <laughs> folks are infested. <laughs> oh, man. They want they want to see him put a beating on his opponent. They also want to see him lose, too. Yes. But he they know that he's going to deliver night in and night out. You know, and it's it's it's, it's just great seeing a myriad of things here and like so many interesting storylines and really superstars that are forming at the same time here in WWE. I mean, it's, and it's only, like I said, it's only going to get bigger. Bring it in CM Punk, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's storyline. That, that's, yeah. that's huge in itself. And feel like there's going to be more big signings along the way, you know, yeah, and, and yeah. WrestleMania is only going to become bigger. Um, I, that's an odd, it, the next episode next episode we'll 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 talk about more so of you know 2024 i, you I know, feel like things are going to be even clearer um come next episode too on yeah, what's, yeah. what's about to go down for the rest of the right. year yeah yeah i agree i agree man um it's like uh, speaking on storyline you know character arcs i mean gosh lee i mean it, as far as the options you presented i mean you could even look at something as simple as Drew McIntyre, which his yes. character arc, like I mean, he's a huge red heart. I ain't gonna lie, man. Like I, I have been completely loving this heel turn because uh, it's so. It's and he's built, a heel who's so, right. And that's what I'm saying. Like his, it's so much built in logic and rationale, and I'm like, rationality. I was like, oh shit. Like I mean, it makes sense. I would too feel the same way. <laughs> like, I get it, but it's like at the same time, he's still. It's like as much as as right as he is, he is just as much as delusional. <laughs> so <laughs> it blurs the line of the stuff that he, he it's actually right from the outside, and just the stuff that's only right to him. So it, it and that that whole thing has been been beautifully um, done over the year. Um, yeah. You could even say you could even say the whole Judgment Day, you know, as a group. Judgment Day, I mean, I mean, you know, just just that, start, the, yeah. the, just the just the way that they rose up over this past year because it was shaky for them, you know, with the Edge situation and yeah, that whole storyline and him beating them down. But you know, when they finally found their stride, you know, as a group, they got away from that. Dominic Mysterio really came through. And they're, they've been really compelling to watch. And their matches have been great. You know, they've been carrying Raw for the most part. And Rhea Ripley, it's been out of this world. You know, she's currently, she's been, like, she had one of the biggest pops in the night at the Bad Square Garden. So, uh, I would imagine why. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's, they, they, they've been, their storyline has been arced. I mean, Jay Uso, look at him. You know, look at yeah. the Usos, how that whole thing is, has turned out. Um, you know, on L.A. Night, you know, how. I mean, if you're talking about a storyline arc, L.A. Night, 
how the war of humble you know which is it seems like it was such a long time ago but then that that match he had with bray you know that was only that was only in january and you, you look at how he went from there and to where he is now i mean that's uh, in itself that that that's remarkable i mean you got there's so many the lwo how that turned out which <laughs> I mean, Santo, it, it, Santos I mean, Santos at the end, yes, Santos yes. has been Santos, restored yes. as a compelling kill character, uh, and now you know he got Angel and Umberto with them. I mean, they're they're giving it another shot with these two, and they they had a strong run in NXT. Yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they could do. I I'm also like proceeding with caution here because as of right now, this is almost looking like a modern day uh uh gang warfare of what we had of Nation of Domination and Los Periquas and Disciples of Apocalypse forming right now. We we got Lashley and the Prophets, we got Santos and Los Lotharios. I think Karrion Cross is coming in with a stable of his own, you know, yep. <laughs> yeah. with the office yeah. of pain. And yeah. I'm like, uh, and then you know, like the club or somewhere in the background, the OC, you know, it's it's, it's and you still have the bloodline. I mean, you know, Red <laughs> is just just Roman, Jimmy, and and Solo, and they're really keeping their distance with everything else. But yeah, yeah, you know, lastly, the profits, for example, like the fans don't want to turn on them because they see them as a threat to the bloodline. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's... And, and, you know, it, it, they just they just like they love Lashley. I, I don't I like I, I'm I'm, a, I'm a, you know I like watching Lashley too, but it's incredible how much of a chokehold he has on the fans. <laughs> it's amazing. Fans love him, man. The fans love him, man. Like it, it's you can't. I mean, he's he's stylish. Like the way he everybody like respects how he wrestles in a in the ring. His character is like his character has been consistent. His character has never really changed, even you know whether he was in the hurt business or not. You know, ever since he came back, his character has pretty much been the same. And everybody just—it's just certain it, he has has that charisma and that aura with him, man. You know that's that really that's the only thing you could think of is that he just he just has that look that the crowd is just like, man, like how I want to be like like it's almost like like damn, I want to be looking like this guy. Like why? How am I going to hate on this guy? This guy look, look sharp, man. How he dressed, <laughs> like, like shit. He dressed like money. So like, what is there to hate? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I, yeah, hell yeah, it'll be hard for for me to cheer. I mean, to boot at that guy. Why? What? Your guys are not giving me any reasons to. Just because you guys are facing yeah. people that are presented as faces, I'm supposed like, to. Yeah, well, you like, know. Uh, I mean, yeah, no. I mean, beating up a Ray Mysterio, it will give you heat, but. Yeah, you know, I'm like the, the, the crowd just. I mean, they they just they 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 try to make the prophets heal. They try to make Lashley heal, and yeah. Yeah. you know, I, I I was up for it, but you know, the, the fans want to cheer from. They're going to cheer from no matter what. That's it. it. Is what That's it, is. it, it they, yeah. they gave up after tribute to the troops. That was it. They're yeah. like, you know what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it's like, all hey. you, man. You can do whatever yes. you want, Lashley. But That's I'm right. Like, I don't know how much it benefits the prophets though. I don't know because either, right? This, because you know, you, you kind of want to give them a new edge, and it kind of it does give them that in a way, but they're they're still 
Yeah, yeah. When the tag titles are not there. Right. You know, it. I, I really don't know what to do, what, what's going on with the SmackDown teams. It's like, they don't have tag titles here. We're, we're, and, and Judgment Day, they're barely going to be on SmackDown like that. So they need yeah. to find a way to figure out that tag, tag team situation because there's too many good teams on both brands. Yeah. only have one one set of titles. Yeah, I don't know. They may have to go back to doing the – each brand got their set of tag titles. They may have to, I guess. I mean – I don't know how they feel about that. I know how people hate some more belts, but it's like, man, it's sometimes it's just the most logical thing to do. Like, uh, uh, of course, nobody likes to have to follow more belts, but I mean, sometimes that should, if you have to create another belt, typically you would think that that's a good sign that business, that, that you, that the product is work. The character development is working. The people, the fans are invested in multiple teams. Typically you would think that if you have to create another belt, for, for that for that type of reason you know so it, it's just like how i feel like things are going to get clearer after mania right like after cody i guess who knows um if he beats roman um you know with that uh, you know and i have an opinion i have a question with that but i i want to save that to, in the future though i don't want to be premature with asking this this question but um but i you know i i just don't know what else that um i'm just gonna say i just don't know what else they can do um like how to keep i guess keep people compelled um with cody's story and roman in in the bloodline if things stay status quo that's all i'm gonna say with that yeah Um, that's the that's the one there they they really gotta strike the iron yeah yeah come on come wrestlemania 40 Right, and, and one, and I don't want to forget the, another sto- the major storyline arc, uh, damage control. Um, they, they definitely had a big storyline arc, um, and where it's leading to now, um, it's shaping up to be a very eventful twenty twenty four. Which I must have, I have, you know what? What is your feeling on this, man? Bailey winning. Women's War Rumble. What's your feeling on that? Uh, I, I I think it's a strong shot, not more than ever now, considering that I, uh, you know one of the one of the potential favorites is uh, going to be out for the year in Charlotte yeah. Flair. Now yeah. the her whole knee is wrecked, which uh, is uh, crazy. Uh, well, I really wish her a successful recovery um, whew, going forward. Seriously, yes, yes. Um, you know. Um, and, but yeah, I, I I believe she could do it. You yeah, know, I, it, would, it, would, it would be dope to see. You know, that would be a really a, a big notch on her belt because you know, I she she's won. Yeah, she's won money in the bank. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, she's another four horseman woman that wins the rumble. You know, and uh, I mean that would uh, also you know, it, I mean you could get to her get to Bailey for CEO without the rumble win. Yes, but you know, just the fact that it would just make it more compelling, right, for her to exactly. win it, and they could just rehash that old evolution story. Yeah, true. You know, with the uh, you know with her winning, but you know, Ed, but the group is trying to persuade her to challenge Rhea. You know. Yeah, right, right. I can see that. Definitely can see that. Um, 
one more thing because those have gone a little bit long here. Um, NXT, who has been your MVP of NXT in 2023? My MVP? Uh, well, I, well, I think that Eha Juganoff was um, he was outstanding this year as an in-ring performer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to say either Wesley or Trick Williams, man. That's okay. my MVP for NXT. Okay. Okay. All right, so that for, uh, let me let me okay, so let me do this. That's for the men's. For the women's, who do you, who has been an MVP to you? Tiffany Triton. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Tiffany Triton, man. Uh yes. I I would say that she's more than main roster ready now, but I I can see, you know, it's possible that you know they keep her there for a little longer. So, you know, I don't I I doubt that she's going to get a baby face run, but I I don't know what what else she can do now. Yeah, you know, no. she's worked with them all. I mean, yep. she's having a program with Fallon Henley, which was, you know, which is good. And it's elevating Fallon, which I will say that which helps a lot. You know, this program does wonders for her. Um, but I, I don't know what else you can do after this. Maybe, maybe a match with, you know, a program with Kalani Jordan, you know, to her to pass the torch and then she goes on her way. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, she's. I I, th- I think she's more than ready now. Her and Roxanne Perez, you know, they're, yeah, they're no, more yeah. than capable of making it on the main roster and getting shit popping. It's going to be interesting how they, however they put them onto the main roster. It's going to be interesting because I know you alluded to it and just quickly about the free agents and stuff like that. Because who knows what's uh, what's going to happen free agent wise, you know, twenty twenty four. For, for for WWE, I mean, and really, as 2024 is going to be a very interesting year just in wrestling in general because I think that's going to be the first, that's also going to be the first um, heavy cuts that I that I could see coming from AEW. Um, uh, I, yeah, they're yeah. getting started early with the, um, yeah. they're getting yeah. started with the, with the, like the executives in the front office um, right now. Yeah, but, um, yeah, so it, the landscape is going to be very, interesting as a whole and so things may seem a little bit more um it, it's it's gonna be a lot of it's gonna be scattered if, if things are if things are what we're hearing is actually going down they're gonna to have to do a lot of cost cutting yeah you know, straight up like yeah. they can't afford to, to keep a lot of these folks on big money contracts if they won't have the revenue to, you know, or, or the, the money to keep them or yeah. to keep paying them while bleeding elsewhere. That's it. That's it, man. Yeah. yeah it's either way, man. Listen. Twenty twenty three. It's been it's been great, man. It's been a great year awesome. for us. Um many memorable moments and that we have witnessed this year and we would been blessed to talk about. Um, you know, just whatever it is and whatever was in sports or 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 music or and obviously in wrestling and um it's this has been great, man. This is and then you know, going to 2024, man, we're going to go into our fourth, fourth season next year. Fourth season. Yeah. Fourth. Holy Four shit. years, man. Four years strong. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Four years strong in this. And of course, as always, man, like, you know, we, 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 we do, we get great, get good kick out of this, you know, entertainment and, and, you know, entertaining people just, but then also, you know, it, it's always good to have a good variety of, 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 thoughts opinions and th- you know that type of stuff out there especially 
no matter I know there's a stigma like there's too many podcasts out there and oversaturation or whatever, but I think is also there is an underestimate people's underestimating how the how big the space is and how much room there is in there. And, you know, we love doing this stuff, man. So and we we're very very yeah. happy and thankful for and, and, and some great are, listeners, man. Dedicated yeah. listeners, man. Like, yeah, we appreciate you guys, man. Because I'm yes. like, we're just just a couple of niggas just shooting shit, talking. That's it. You know, nothing That's crazy. It. You know, and I know I know folks are are scared. It, 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 they get they get you know their 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 panties hit a bunch and you know their face turn white when um you know another nigga gets podcast some equipment you know for the holidays, but. Trust, we, we 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 ain't like that. We just nah. talking. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and yeah. Exactly. Guys, come out to listen to it. You know, on a biweekly basis, man. I really appreciate that, guys. That you know, you value our opinions and and just our entertainment. You know. Yes, indeed, man. Yes, indeed. It's 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 a it's a blessing, man. It's a great feeling. So, cheers for such a great 2023. 2024 is going to be. Oh boy, <laughs> yeah. it's going to be wild. <laughs> it's going to be heavy, man. Yes, it is. <laughs> Big three, three oh, on boy. the way. Oh gosh, oh, oh man, like we're, we're approaching mania season. God but, damn, man. Yeah, man. But as always, you could hear us and find us on all podcast uh, apps. You talking about Spotify, Google? Uh, we're on Apple. You know, podcast apps. The Family Podcast Network at thefamilypn.com. I mean, you, there's many places you can find us. You can find me on 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 the Twitter or X, wherever you want to call it. I still call it Twitter. Moby yeah, still Twitter around here and all. Yeah. Moby known as one whole thing. There is no more little dashes, no more under, no, the heck with that. Thank you to whoever relinquished that. Not going to have that <laughs> back in my possession Rappers and actors is where you can find Chris at. Yes, you know sir. him. He, if he ain't talking about Wizards or anything DC sports related, he's going to be talking about a lot of soccer stuff going on because that is a year-round thing. So seriously, you know, yeah. anything Manchester, contact this guy. He'll let hey, you know. Hey, man, my boys came <laughs> back down 2 nothing earlier and won the game 3-2, man. At, at With 10 minutes to go, it was crazy. It was It was amazing. You know, yes. so yes, I'm I'm living off a of great high, and we got and we're getting minor new ownership. I will say on the sporting side. So Search and Ratcliffe coming through, saving the day already. One game in. Uh, I'm hoping that you know they can turn some shit around come January. You know, and we can move some people out and bring some bring some new players in and try to turn the season around um, and finish in the top four. You know, that's yes, all I can sir. ask for for 2024. Yeah, and um, you know, I ain't gonna talk about my bulls. My bulls is whatever. <laughs> hey, y'all um, won tonight though. Yeah, we did. We did. We did. Rebounds from your boy Andre Drummond. He turned oh, the clock back today. You should be on the Pistons. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but, nah, man. It's it's my teams has been all right. You know, I don't. I haven't followed. I've been. I'm deep in my hockey stuff, man. So shout out to my second place Islanders in the division. It's been a shitty year, but somehow we're making it. And I, they, I lose, I lose hair uh, on a nightly basis because of that team. But, <laughs> but anyway, also NW Bard podcast. Find us on at Twitter X, 
Um, Instagram is no word barcast. So again, thank you everybody for listening. Appreciate y'all be safe. Y'all stay warm. It is cold as hell is winter time. And Hey, the day's about to start getting longer now daylights. So cheers for that. So y'all be safe. Have a happy holidays, bro. Love you. It's been Love great you too, year. Man. On to the next year, man. That's right. Later, y'all.